adventures into lawbreaking. If you like music history, which we're usually ranked about top 10 for podcasts overall, music history, crime history, murder mystery, and more, check us out at www.crimeandmusic.com or wherever you do your social media on the toilet. Yeah, you can find us there sometimes, you know, a couple <laughs> times a day. I think that there is a, a huge, if you go to talk to a proctologist, he's probably seen a spike in some of his different patients he's had to treat. Oh, God. With the roids. With the phone just Well, people there. go, I mean, now people hide in the bathroom at work on their phone to get out of work. It's not going out and take a cigarette break. It's going to the bathroom and fake poop. And take they sit down on the toilet. Take a phone break. Take a, fa- a fake poop break. We've been discussing this since we were, like, grade school, high school. But yeah. a toilet seat is designed to sort of lift and separate, you know? It has a function. So it has a function. It's not just a flat with a hole. Yeah, and Squatty Potty took it to a whole new level. Not a sponsor. I would buy. I, I, I had Squatty Potty for a little bit, like a block I just put in there just to try it. Apparently, it's better for you. Yeah, I don't know. They're a Shark Tank thing, right? Yeah. Well, no, but you know, if it works, right? Like human beings aren't. Like you, you are an outdoorsman. You've been to the camping in the woods and whatnot. I mean, how many times you're like unex- accidentally pissed on your your pants when you're out there squatting? You know. I don't poop outside. What? I don't poop outside. All these years. I don't do it. I can show you right over there is a customized bucket with toilet seat that I made for my wife when we went camping. I don't do it. She's I mean, I use, I don't just, I'm in the middle of the woods, lean up against a tree and yeah. drop trow. No. Let her rip. Don't do it. No. Wow. I can just, just suck it up, man. Wow. I, I will be back to camp later tonight. I use a pit toilet at the campground. I will use one of our makeshift little bucket toilets. I use that. Oh, all right. But I'm not a guy say. that'll just. Back up over logs. Nope. Or... Nope. Hit the bumper deuce. Why did we start talking about this? <laughs> That's a weird. Already got crime and music, everybody. We're going to talk about poop for a while. That's, That's my fault. That's my fault. I like I, I like bumper fault. deuce. I just think that's good. That's bumper when you deuce. back up on a bumper and take a deuce. You gotta. That could be somebody's good nickname. What's up, bumper deuce? Hey, bumper deuce. All right, twenty fifth caller, bumper deuce. <laughs> All right. Oh, by the way, guys, coming up pretty soon. We're gonna have a live episode coming out, and uh, no, then we'll have live no, episodes where you can no. call in. So I'm I'm pretty excited today, Brian. Why are you excited, Ben? It's been a while. It has been a while. It has been a while. It's been a while. I have not gotten to play my favorite game. Are you ready to play? It's really, your the only reason game? I ever show up. I see. You're here for one minute of music. One trivia question. All right. Well, if you're ready to go, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. So I am excited. I it's, it's been forever. It's been a minute. I yeah, mean, it's sorry. been. Well, I mean, the Elvis one, I knew it was Elvis episode. We knew. I mean, we knew you said, hey, we're doing a two-parter. That's true. That's not uh, no, I didn't know, but I did guess it. You and did I, guess it. You did and guess. there's some part of me that said we're going to do Elvis, but I didn't know because I remember re-listening to the podcast. But right. then the Juggalos episode, um, I knew that. Or I'm going to know it. It's on whatever. Right. Future. And then this, and then the second Elvis episode... Really I knew we were doing an Elvis Part 2. I suppose now so I knowing... I don't know what this is. I'm excited. Knowing that it's out of order, I could have had you guess again, I suppose. So, actually, I do know because you said it was a dude already. Oh, right, it is a dude. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay, right, we so got some nicknames. Number one. 
Nicknames. Nicknames. All right. The possum. The possum. George Jones. Fucking hey. Wow, buddy. Woo. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> like, you got a minute three left. We didn't I know. It. I got the possum. Wow. How did you know that so I've, fast? I've, I've heard that about I've it, something when you said the possum. Holy The cow. George Jones clicked in my head, so I must have heard That's that. That's great. All right. I'm going to go through the rest of the nicknames just because I took the time to write them. Not fake. So. This is not fake news. No. This is real. This is, I the, did that for real. We got so. the possum. Nailed it. That was like home run off the first pitch, man, right down kinda, the pipe. It kind of looks like a possum. Let's get, well, we'll get there. Uh, no Show Jones. I think I could have gotten that one. Yeah. Johnny Paycheck's best friend. Nah, I wouldn't have known that it was his best friend. Tammy Wynette's husband. I don't know their intimate relations. He stopped loving her today. I, I haven't gotten that. Honky Tonk's greatest honky, <laughs> George Jones. That's funny. I thought you'd like that uh, one. The possum. You didn't think I'd get the possum. I did not. That's why I put it first. Yeah. I'm like, it's an animal name where there's like a million things. All right, you I, I'm, can get I'm, I'm marking up two for that. I get two. I get two <laughs> checks. <laughs> That's two. It's That's like I hit that ball so far over the wall, they gave me two runs. Two runs. There's a guy on second. All right, what do we got on George Jones? September 12th, 1931, born George Glenn Jones in Saratoga, Texas, USA. Texas? Born to parents Clara and George Washington Jones. George Washington. I wonder who he was named after. I, I, maybe his dad. <laughs> George had one brother and five sisters. Ugh. Well, I mean, Ugh. he had six sisters, but we'll get there. Uh, George Washington Jones, his father, worked in the shipyards, played harmonica and the guitar. Shipyards again. Didn't we have somebody who worked in the shipyards in Texas? Like, where are they making ships? <laughs> There's a Gulf, dude. There's a whole. Gulf. I guess. I had this argument with my wife the other day. She's like, Houston's not on the coast. I'm like, okay, kinda. Let's look at a map. Gulf of Mexico. But I don't think of Texas being a shipbuilding state. It's no. more like Virginia. Well, yeah. Anyways. All right. Uh, so Clara, his mom, she played piano at the church on Sundays. So George comes from a musical family. And his mom played the piano. Yeah. During George's delivery at the time of his birth, obviously, uh, one of the doctors dropped him and broke his arm. Ooh! Hey, I got your baby. Oh, God! I'm they're sorry. Little, they're a little slippery. They're <laughs> got to admit, they're slippery when they first come out. Ugh. <laughs> dropped him. All right. Uh, apparently, it didn't affect him too much. Age 7, 1938, George's parents splurge and buy a radio. Ooh. What, George, you, what year? <laughs> 1938. Okay. George hears country music for the first time. On the radio. On the radio. Uh, his family were big fans of country. The Grand Old Opry. Oh. Age 9, 1940, mm. George gets his first guitar from his dad. It's a Gene Autry style guitar. Gene Autry was a cowboy actor back then. Was the it like one of those kid guitars kind of a little bit? I feel like it was because it had a picture of a cowboy and a horse on I it. I think so, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they still make them today. I think you can still get that. <laughs> the Gene Autry guitar. I think I bet you, you can. Could. It uh, comes with a little music book, like a little zip-up case. I think so. George didn't get a zip-up case with a book in it, though. He had to go to his Sunday school teacher to, to learn some chords. So, they're like, here's G, C, and D. There you go. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Go write some hits, buddy. Uh, he loved it, dude. He spent all of his time playing the guitar. You know. You've done it. I don't. I hate the guitar. You <laughs> why, why is this? I was trying to play it this morning. I see. Hey, G Money wants to start doing it again. Oh, yeah? He says he can only play chords now. He can't play lead guitar anymore. Get the reunion tour going, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. He, he might. You think? Yeah, yeah, I think he might. No. Yeah, I, I bet. Yeah, I think he could. All Not right. maybe a reunion tour, but all right. I want to do might. one show at <laughs> place, or at least three songs, while somebody else plays a proper show at <laughs> place. But we're not good enough to play there, apparently. We can all agree on that. That's what I hear. <laughs> anyway, the glories of music past. Uh, George had an older sister, Ethel. 
Ethel? Don't look, Ethel. Too late. She already looked. Uh, she died of fever and um, five years before George was born. So, oh, there you go. But around that time, George's dad, he starts drinking real heavy and being physically and emotionally abusive. You know, back in the Loss of turn of the century, that you know, 1900s, 1930, all the way through there, a lot of kids died in the first couple years of their life. Yeah, survival you rates go, were you, down. Way down. Well, you go look through the old cemeteries. I remember doing that as a kid. There's a couple old cemeteries. By, you know, we ride our bikes. Oh, get, go to the snack store, get some snacks. And kid caskets are creepy. There's yeah, a, there's a sad. I mean, you. yeah, yep. it's it, – that's a – and you look at some of these family plots, and a ton of these people were, were, didn't even have names. They just said, like, like Baby Smith and stuff. Yeah. It's because even today, a bunch of kids should be dying, but we have Vaccination. We have medical. <laughs> oh, no, God. no, no, no. Even before vaccination. We're that, back to the vaxxers. My kid be dead. be dead right now. Oh, if it wasn't for medical yeah. stuff. I gotcha. I mean. Uh, that was just an appendix, wasn't it? Well, it blew up, and they had them put a bunch of uh, – Antibiotics in him. Without antibiotics, he'd be dead. Dead, dead, dead. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, Ethel did not make it. Oh, but she didn't have antibiotics. Did the fever. So uh, George's dad became a drinker. Got all, you know, that was kind of his thing. So uh, what he would do is he'd stumble home from the bar. At least he had an excuse. Mark. My kids don't. <laughs> do you do this to your kids? Uh, no. You stumble home from the bar with your buddies and wake them up and make them play guitar and sing for you? If not, they get a beating. Nobody gives me an idea. <laughs> it's like, don't don't answer. We'll edit that. More feeling. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, you'd think that would make him shy away from singing, but he actually got really good at it. <laughs> I bet it. he did. <laughs> so, really quickly. Uh, because he, he had natural talent, George was sent to play on the streets uh, of Beaumont, Texas, out there to busk for money. And busking, help, help yes. To help the family. Yes. Yep. Uh, he's out there busking in his teens. Uh, in his teens, George was performing at local dive bars, and at age 16, George leaves home for Jasper, Texas. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to do this on my own. Wow, all the way to Jasper. Yeah. <laughs> have you been there, to Jasper? I think I have. I don't know where it's at on the map, though. You but gotta, it's not that far, I'm sure. Uh, you got a job singing and playing backup guitar for a radio program, so he's on the radio. Okay, wow. Like Merle. And I feel like the radio about. back then, there were a lot of smaller little stations. It wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, I'm not I'm not impressed yet by George Jones. No, you shouldn't. Bring it, George. He worked at KRIC in Beaumont, Texas. Oh, crick. This is when he met his idol, Hank Williams. Oh, Se- senior, yeah. Senior, not junior. Yeah, senior. Of course, senior. Hank was traveling through town promoting shows, and George was in there playing backup guitar. And he's met like, Hank. oh, my God, that's bad. Yeah. yeah. He just stared at him for a while. Still in his teens, 1950, George marries Dorothy Bonavillian. Dorothy? Dorothy Bonavillian. How many French names do we have of? Didn't Elvis's wife have some French-sounding name? Bibolio. Oh, Olio. French women. Olio. They don't shave their armpits, you know. That's gross. You know, that wasn't a thing until the 1930s for women in America either. Really? Yeah, when the guys came back from World War One, the razor companies were like, we need to sell more razors, and we're not selling them to any women, so... Let's tell them that French women shave their pits and legs, even though they didn't, and still don't. Oof. And so that's how the marketing campaign started. Huh. Yep. Uh, Lies. Right. I mean, I totally appreciate it because I'm. That's gross. I. To me, I but really? Would it be no. gross if you knew nothing else? Well, no. That's the thing. Like where I fear of not existing, but it's like you don't exist. Do you really care? <laughs> like, well, eh. even with the things so that the women thing. do, that I does improve their looks. 
like the makeups and the hairs and the fingernails yeah. Yeah, yeah. and all that stuff that yeah. guys don't do nearly as much of on a whole. I'm not saying that's true. Nope. You know, we sometimes will comb our hair. Oh, I'm primping. But I've preen. never worn makeup. Yeah, right. <laughs> if the girls didn't do that, you wouldn't know any better. You'd still nope. be out trying to find girls. That's true. Yeah. But I do know better, thankfully, and grew up in this age. Yeah, you y'all ruined it for yourselves. Oh, now no. we expect you to look yeah. perfect all the time. Now you gotta maintain. Do you think you get fake butt implants if you're a girl? I would not. No, that, is that I think it's more popular than you think. I think it is more popular than I think, but I don't like. All right, I guess we'll get into it. All right, see so the thing. I used to like the Kardashians that look and stuff, and I used to like uh, Sofia Vergara, but then it went to an extreme. Like, where it's unnatural. You look good in clothes, but to look at you naked, I'd think someone photoshopped you. Like, not in a good way. Like, made your hips too small and your waist your, your, your waist too skinny. I don't know. It just it just looks like a weird art concept of a human being, looks not like, like a normal person. carved a doll and right. accentuated the extreme. Right. Right. You don't need that either. Beyond the extreme. Look at J-Lo. That lady's 50 years old, and oh my God, that's perfect body type. Look at that girl. She, eh. I don't think she has any implants or I anything mean, like that. You're being kind of misogynistic here, but I like oh. women for their personalities, for their brains. But she's also a talented dancer. That's why I like her. But okay, again, you're just artist. Uh, you're you're Sorry. focusing on more what, what more are, of her looks, Brian. What do the Kardashians do of any substance, Ben? I, I'm what not telling do? you I like them. See, so all I'm saying is I'm picking well, a actually, talented dancer. Hold on, Kim over Kardashian's, Kardashian's a lawyer now, isn't she? She's in law school. Well, in her day, I think she's taking over the lawyer business in the family. I don't know that I'd want her to represent me. She's got a pro- well, high-profile name. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Kanye's got some issues coming up that they're getting ready for. Like, all this legal defense. So just, just marry a lawyer. Oh, he's got – they don't do that. I'll they just become it. one. Yeah. All right. George – Well, George Jones. Jones marries his Dorothy lady in 1950, right? Yeah. 1951, George divorces Dorothy. Sounds like it got a little bit past the honeymoon stage. Well, she was six months pregnant at the time. Ooh. George is uh, jailed twice for non-payment of support. He went to jail for it? Well, oh, is yes. this before he's big though? Right. Yeah. Oh, he's not. Yeah, no. yeah nothing. George enlists in the uh, United States Marines to avoid further jail time, <laughs> so uh, he's stationed in San Jose, California, and discharged in 1953. So he was in the Marines. Yes. In the f- early, so right after the war. Yes. 53. S- okay, it's a safe time to be a Marine, I guess. Pretty much a good time. You guys are done with that war, huh? Sign me up. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> what I got to build roads? Okay. 1954, George gets married again. Uh, he marries Shirley Ann Corley. Another Shirley. Well, no, the no, first we had a Shirley in back in the last episode. Yes, there's a Shirley, a girl named Shirley. That and was, don't call me Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. You can't be serious. Uh, George is working at KTRM in Beaumont, so working around the radio station still, <coughs> or back at that after the the run. And George gets the nickname Possum, which you just nailed right off the bat. So, we're, yeah, where'd that come from? This guy uh, he worked with, DJ Slim Watts, uh, took to calling George, George P. Williker Picklepuss Possum Jones. Oh, so he just gave him a bunch of goofy little names. <laughs> right. And when asked why, Slim said, quote, for one thing, he cut his hair short like a possum's belly. Uh, he had a possum's nose and stupid eyes like a possum. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> we're staring shelf. Yep. No, I thought that was great. 
the possum's nose and stupid eyes. <laughs> stupid eyes. Like a possum. Because, as we all know, <laughs> possums have possum stupid eyes. The stupidest of eyes. Oh, gosh. You see that stupid-eyed possum over there? Not that one. What the animal? What animal in the animal? What? What in the animal kingdom has the stupidest eyes? Lemur. Possum. <laughs> I see. Possum. No, it's possum. No, possums are good. You're apparently not supposed to uh, kill or get rid of possums because they eat like 200 ticks a day. Yeah, they they are like tick magnets. Right. And then they they're not. Themselves they don't ever get rabies, and they're not aggressive towards I, people. I don't know that they don't get rabies. I'm pretty sure I read that on a meme, which doesn't mean it's true, but <laughs> no, they don't get Lyme's it, disease. It was in a meme. They don't get Lyme's disease, so they they attract all the ticks, at which then they groom and eat them. I see. I don't kill possums. I, I don't kill, kill possums. No. no, I kill groundhogs though. Well, only if they're in the my yard digging under my barn or something. I got one who tries to live under my front porch there, and so I've shoot it out a couple times. Um, I'll show you those videos. I don't, I don't know. It ran to the neighbor's yard. Now it lives underneath their porch. I, I have it. So I I don't even know. You might have to bleep this whole story. I feel bad for that. But this is a bad story. Oh, good story. I like All it. Story right. time. <clears throat> so if 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 anybody wanted to hate me more, here here's a reason. How could we? This is this is. I feel bad. for I mean, story. seriously. No, I'm a hunter. I'm a meat eater. I don't kill things. I don't eat. But this this uh, groundhog, I can't even tell the story. You clubbed a groundhog. Is that where we're going? Oh, it's worse than that. My man. wife did that with it's, a shovel out back after my dog snapped tried, its neck. I tried that. That's where I started. Uh-oh. It ended up with pitchforks. Oh, no. That still didn't work. It went to a drowning. Oh, no. It was in my. It was in our in our flower bed, which is not like out in the yard. It's right up by in, the house. In the house, yeah, like yeah. by the house, by the front stairs. And this thing burrowed down. So I dug it out, and it wouldn't come out of this hole. I mean, it, I mean, I dug it. You know, it's in the flower bed, so it's going right along the the, the footing of the house. And so I know they can't. I know it went right down as about maybe a foot and a half down deep. Dug it out. There's this little head just snarling at me. Oh God! So I'm thinking, oh. Hit in the head with a shovel and throw it away. <laughs> no. They have thick I mean, skulls, huh? I beat, I, I did, I'm not trying to, I can't shoot a gun here either. Now, it's brand new to the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be shooting guns in my neighborhood. No, I'll shoot a gun. I don't care. Whatever. Oh, your wife's Glock would have taken care of that in a heartbeat. Well, a little twenty two would have just popped. Nobody heard it. But whatever. I. So then I'm, I'm like, oh, Crossbow. I couldn't get, the shovel wasn't doing the trick. <laughs> Pitchfork. Tang, tang, I tang. need a pitchfork. This so shovel's I, just not working, man. I'm, I'm trying my So hard. now I pitchfork the thing. Oh, God. A couple, and, and it's still, I'm, I'm trying to pull it out of its mi- So. Are you crying, Ben? My wife oh, no. was videotaping it. Oh, no. We have this on videotape oh, somewhere. Oh, God. I don't know why we did that. That's so horrible. Yeah, you might want to destroy that footage. I know. The ASPCA or whatever. <laughs> Animal cruelty, and and so finally, we're trying to get to come out for a reason. I think we ended up getting the hose to try, and I ended up just holding another one. Just so uh, you added trapped, all of that. You <laughs> trapped an animal, hosed it down with no, water, I did and not beat it with it. a shovel. I did not trap it. It was in its. It was in its thing. Its oh, hole. so you went to its home. I took it, beat I, it with a shovel, and then sprayed it with yeah. water like a common. Tie, what Brian? Thai prisoner. I don't know. Thai <laughs> prisoner. Like a Vietnamese uh, captured. Is that where they came whatever. up with a Thai fighter? I don't know, but I like some Thai food. Thai fighters don't make any sense because of those big things on the side. You'll never see anything coming left or right. You're just like <laughs> they got the? radar. What the? Yeah, but I mean, you know, the visual. Ah, can we just get rid of all that off this episode? I feel like it's entertaining. Right, well, who are we talking about? We're Elvis? talking about George Jones. George Jones, nineteen. 54, January 19th, George records his first song. 
no money in this deal. No? Okay. At Starday Records. What name? Starday. 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 Not Shaday. Starday. Starday. Tippy Tippy Day Day. <laughs> That's a good joke. There's more. What's the rest of it? No, there's uh, there's more to the story here with uh, no money in this deal. They recorded it in a living room uh, in a house near the highway in Beaumont. Don't and make fun of that because we're basically doing that right now. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but like us, every time a truck goes by, you could hear it in the background, so they had to stop and then <laughs> wait and then go back and record it again. Like they, you know, so. So it was like that episode that we had all those technical difficulties all cut up. <laughs> Which, all of them? Which episode? No, we had, we did not <laughs> got. Shh, shh, yeah, don't say anything. All right. Curse of Gucci Mane will be dead if we leave it dead. <laughs> the Curse of Gucci Mane. 1955, George has his first hit with Why, Baby, Why. What do you mean a hit? Hit. It was a big, it was played all over the Yeah, they nation. played it on the radio. It wasn't yeah. just like he recorded a song. Was that was still, still a Tippy Tippy Day Day music recording? It was a Star Day Records. That's okay. correct. That same year, he toured uh, as a cast member on the Louisiana Hayride. We talked about well, that Yeah, show. that was like the hip. The hip folks. The hip version of the Grand Old Opera. Yeah. Yep, yep. Young country, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. So George met um, and played shows with Elvis and Johnny Cash. Okay. There you go. Coming into it. Rubbing elbows with the elite. With Elvis's popularity exploding in 1956, uh, they wanted George to record some like rockabilly-type songs like that. Oh, copy what Elvis was doing yeah. a little bit? Check our last episode for the Elvis style. Uh, George reluctantly agrees to the songs um, to do some rockabilly songs. They were not well received. <laughs> George explained, quote, I was desperate. When you're, uh, young, when you're hungry and poor with a house full of kids, you're going to do some things that you ordinarily wouldn't do. I think that's what got you into having the kids. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. Uh, he didn't want his name on the record either. Uh, so, quote, I didn't want my name on that rock and roll thing, so I told him, put Thumper Jones on it. Seriously? Yep. So. Thumper Jones. Thumper Jones. That could be my porn name. <laughs> Thumper jo- No, it's the road. It's your first pet's name and the road you grew up on. We've done this. I thought it was Buck Naked. Buck Naked. Yeah, I'm porn star. Buck Naked. Nobody's ever thought of that. Buck Naked. Uh, no, George was not Buck Naked in 1957. He <coughs> teamed up with Jeanette Hicks. They have a top 10 signal. Yearning. Yearning? Yearning. All right. George is still playing the blood bucket circuit, they called it. The honky-tonk circuit where, like... The blood bucket circuit? What's yeah. that mean? I imagine, like, Roadhouse with, like, chicken wire and, like, fighting and stuff while you're trying to play your honky-tonks. Blood bucket meaning there's just a bucket of blood? Yeah. Wiping up the stage, you know. <laughs> All right. Driving a 1940s Packard. He's got his name and his phone number on the side. Driving around <laughs> doing this tour. He's like, give me a call. You need uh, I'll either play for <laughs> you or I'll sell you some insurance. <laughs> like, I'll be at your show. Whatever. I'm, I'm good either way. 1959, George gets his first number one hit on Billboard Country Charts, White Lightning. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't know that. So he was getting a, he had a top ten song. He's still, like, Blood a little, little destitute. <laughs> getting there. Yeah, you know, grinding it out, really. It wasn't, maybe they weren't, yeah. Okay. He, his songs are very sad mm-hmm. and very melodic. depressing. And yeah, yeah just, very melodic and very... Uh, not not that good. Now, White Lightning's a little different, though. That's a little bit more upbeat. It was written by J.P. Richardson. Yeah, White Lightning was, um, was it about a car? I think it's about moonshine. I know that's what the term. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think I the song is about bo- do you know who? Do you remember who J.P. Richardson was, though? We talked about him. Mm, negative. He Hard died, no on that, He right. died in a plane crash. 
Oh, is he with the Buddy Holly? He was the big bopper. Yep, he wrote the song White Lightning, which got George his first number one hit. Okay. Trivia. There you go. George showed up to the recording session under the influence of alcohol and took 80 takes to get the vocals down. 80 takes? 80, 80 takes. Wow, you run out of you run out of tape after a <laughs> while. Uh, let me rewind it again. Okay. One more time. Take 75. There's a truck coming by. Ah, oh, God. <laughs> Somebody go stop traffic for like three minutes and 12 seconds. That's all I need. 1962, George signs with United Artists, gets a real recording studio. His voice had grown deeper, and he was finding his own style at this point in time. George Jones. George has one of the biggest hits of his career. She thinks I still care. Damn, that was flat and off-key so bad. Well, you're no George Jones, Brian. She thinks... No, I can't do it. Because all I have stuck in my head is she thinks I steal cars. Because there's like a parody song about that, I think... Uh, Weird Al did or somebody or who knows, but uh, she thinks I steal cars because the guy always had like money and different cars. She thinks I still care is his uh, big hit out of that career after he signed with United. That George is uh, gaining quite a reputation as a singer. So and maybe his first big hit, even though he had another. Well, he had big another one, one, but that's like with yeah. with the some person. Well, yeah, that was well, no, the White Lightning was. Oh, White Lightning, but okay. he didn't write that. He wrote "She Thinks I Still Care." All right. So now all he's right. doing all of it. He's writing, he's singing, and performing, and all that stuff. And so uh, he gets a reputation as a great singer and a hellraiser. He was a he was one of the drunks. I mean, that was his that was his alf- that was his Vice. drug. Yes. Merle Haggard recalls, "Quote: I met him in the Blackboard Cafe in Bakersfield, California. He was already famous for not showing up or showing up drunk. He showed up drunk." <laughs> right. Get what you, ex- you pay for right there. Uh, continue, quote, I was on stage, and uh, he kicked the doors off the office door and said, who the fuck is that? It was one of the greatest compliments of my entire life when George Jones said I was his favorite country singer. <laughs> you just imagine you're just playing, and some drunk comes wheeling out the back. The boom! Who the, 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 the fuck is I love you. You're the greatest country singer I've ever heard. I need a hamburger. That's no hamburger James. We'll get him. We need a hamburger James. If you'd like to volunteer to be an intern for the show, just hit me up on social media. <laughs> yeah, it'll uh, be Ben's hamburger James. Your phone's gonna start blowing up any minute. Uh, this one time, Porter Wagner, another country music artist. You heard him, Porter. Porter Wagner. Uh, he's taking a piss. Right, he's at the urinal. <laughs> All of a sudden, his hand reaches around and uh, yanks on his junk like midstream, like trying to pull his junk off. It's George Jones. He's drunk, trying to twist off Porter's penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gay. You're drunk. <laughs> it's fine. Not that makes total sense. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Hey, look, I sat in some gum. <laughs> That's not gum. That's not gum. Ew. Uh, like James Brown had the JBs, and Merle Haggard had the Strangers, like their backup bands. George Jones had the Jones Boys. Uh, in the 1960s, who played bass for the Jones Boys? Who cares? It's a bass player. Johnny Paycheck played bass for the Jones Boys. Oh, that's Boys. right. Yeah. Well, I don't remember. The, all these guys. I'm, I'm, right, I'm a fan of them all, but I swear they kind of all occupy one small compartment in my brain. It's a web outlaw country. It is. Yeah. They all occupy a small. So, Johnny Paycheck. Check out our Johnny Paycheck episode. He uh, played bass with George Jones and the Jones Boys until his career took off on his own in the 70s, in the near 70s. and then he. So, of, George Jones helped 
launch Johnny Paycheck. That's correct. That, doing I think we even talked about everything that he did. Episode. Now, Johnny Paycheck had a fun gig one time. Uh, George Jones was doing a tour, and uh, they were driving through Texas. And uh, the record company was like, we really need somebody to kind of watch George because he's drinking a lot more and uh, doing the drugs and stuff. And so <laughs> Johnny Paycheck followed George Jones through Texas, like on a four-hour road trip on a moped behind him <laughs> to make sure that he stayed on track and didn't uh, wheel off any bars or anything like that. So, well, like is, is the lawnmower story in this deck of cards? Oh, my God. Don't get there. Yeah, we'll get there. All right. I didn't want to ruin it. Okay. I, 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 I you know too much about Jen, uh, George Jones. I want to hear the lawnmower story. So, yeah, Johnny Paycheck will follow you around on a moped if you pay him enough. Not anymore. Well, no. I think he's dead. Mid-1960s, uh, for almost a decade, George recorded and toured constantly out there on the road. Um, it's beginning to take his toll, though. George was uh, drinking heavily, and he starts missing concerts completely or showing up playing abbreviated sets. That's how he gets the name No Show Jones. Yeah, well, he's wasted. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So, 1967, George uh, George's been drinking and use of amphetamines on the road landed him in a neurological hospital for his drinking. We neurological know. hospital. Yeah, we call that rehab now. But okay. in 1967, they called it a neurological hospital. And you said and a psych ward. He's doing uh, amphetamines as well. Amphetamines. Very yeah. common, I think, in this group of dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that lifestyle, trying to go from show to show to town to town to town and bus and drive and car and play a concert. You can't go to sleep on the bus. Nope. You get drunk. You got to get going again the next morning. What do you do? Got to get drunk. Do and some, I gotta popper, do. Do some poppers. Well, uppers. Um, this one time after rehab, when George wanted a drink, he, he's going to get a drink. And as you alluded to, <clears throat> here we go. Wife Shirley tries to stop George from drinking, right? And she takes all the booze out of the house, gets rid of it all. And then she takes and hides all the keys to all of their cars, mm-hmm. right? And so, and then she leaves. She's like, I'm out of here. He, he can't get to. The, I got to go to the store. He can't get. The, where they live, they're about eight miles from the store, right? The nearest liquor store. So she's like, he's got no way to get there. I got no alcohol in the house. I'm going to go have a relaxing day. He's set. I'm out. Right. She did her best. George isn't going to walk eight miles. She knew that, too. She did her best. Right. So George walks to the window after she leaves. She pulls down the driveway. Bye, babe. See you right Stands there with hands on his hips. Looks proudly over his property. And, uh. She definitely hid all the keys to the cars, but uh, not the keys to the lawnmower. <laughs> George recalls, quote, <clears throat> There, gleaming in the glow, was a 10-horsepower rotary engine under a seat, a key glistening in the ignition. I imagine top speed. This is like the quote from him? Yeah. A key glistening in the ignition? Yes. <laughs> He's I a gotta, poet. Now i got to start again. All right. <clears throat> All right, everybody, get your shut your eyes. Unless you're driving, don't shut your eyes. <laughs> That's right. I wonder. And, I, and, I, I don't and, have any music for this. I should. And but. soak in the <clears throat> portrait that Brian's about to paint for you in the verb, in the words of George Jones. There, gleaming in the glow, was that 10-horsepower rotary engine under a seat, a key glistening in the ignition. I imagine the top speed for that old mower was five miles per hour. Might have taken me an hour, hour and a half or more for me to get to that liquor store, but get there I did. <laughs> so he went to the liquor store. He went off to the liquor store on a lawnmower. And I feel like he bought two bottles of liquor because <laughs> he drank one on the way home. Well, right? 
My lawnmower only has a one cup holder. So. I don't drink on that lawnmower. Oh, I can't. It's I too bouncy. I used to drink beer on the lawnmower, right? But you put it in the cup holder, and the vibrations shake all the carbonation out. So it, now I have to hold it. Hell, I, I did. I did see a dude. I was driving down the street. He's mowing his lawn, and he had a beer in one hand. <laughs> I love it. My mom and dad's neighbors, and I, I'm like, no, nah, I just rather get the lawn mowed, and then have my beer. Sorry, Michelle. Um, no, I yeah, I I really have to hold it now, for, and the steering started to go, so it's really exaggerated. So it's not. Here's the story. Uh, after being bailed out of jail, George's manager got him a gig for twenty five hundred bucks in Houston. Is that what do you mean? He went to jail because of the lawnmower thing? You know, it's it's around that time. I can't. I couldn't really link up. I the thought dates he got pulled over on the lawnmower. Or oh, well, he does heading back from the liquor store. Yeah, he gets pulled over and that's didn't he maybe stop and get something to drink at a bar or something? DUI. No, what happens is in a minute he's going to marry Tammy Wynette. And she claims that that happened when they were married together. And she's like, I drove down there to the bar. And sure enough, the lawnmower's parked by the front door. And George was sitting at the bar. And he said, look, fellas, my wife came in. And there she is, just like I told you. But that's like a big story to promote Tammy Wynette. They weren't even married then. I I believe what I choose to believe. (laughs) Yeah. I believe what I've been programmed to believe. Yeah, facts don't matter. How do you feel about it? I just want to think about the world in a certain way, and choose <laughs> to believe everything that comes out of my it happened this bullshit way. brain. The way the news told me. Listen, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. That's what I'm trying to do, All which right. is hard because there's a lot of good stories that are not true about him. So. Uh, I, no, I don't. All I've right. never but heard again, anything. here's another story. So the lawnmower story is done. That's a fun story. Yeah, he I love got, the idea of. You got a DUI riding the lawnmower. That's the American spirit. That's the go. spirit that beats Japanese, Brian. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. All right. I'm going to get a drink, and gosh darn it, I got a drink. <laughs> so here's another story. After being bailed out of jail, George's manager, he's got a name, but I didn't write it down because it's like Poppy Davis or something like that. It's some weird name. Poppy Davis. That's his name now. Or producer. That's where my mem- <laughs> now officially <laughs> for the rest of the time of the world, Poppy Davis Poppy is George, <laughs> George Jones' Jones manager. manager. Sure, that's probably not Poppy even true. Davis. Anyway, this manager gets on Jerry's in. couch. <laughs> that's how I knew you were going. Oh, let me sit down for just a minute. Uh, we put the cushion. He gets him a gig, right, for twenty five hundred bucks in Houston. I talked, I told you about that. Yeah, right? so yeah. Twenty five hundred bucks worth going to Houston. George plays the gig, throws a big party afterwards, gets super drunk, and uh, word gets back to George's manager that George flushed the remainder of the money down the down the toilet. <laughs> he's like, I, he's like, Dude, wait, you flushed twenty five hundred dollars? The manager quote exactly quote, golly, George, I get you out of jail, I get you a gig. Give you front money, buy you a new stage wear, and you go and flush $2,500 down the toilet? Yep. George said, that's a goddamn lie. It, it wasn't but $1,200 I flushed. <laughs> well, probably after you paid for the party and the booze. Right. And some hamburgers. And you know what? At that point right now, we're going to take a break. Um, we'll call it 1976 in the world of George Jones. He's flushing money down toilets. Flushing money down toilets and... Uh, We'll be right back. This is my favorite break music right here, I think. It sounds like break music. Break dancing music?
and we're back. That was an exciting break. We had a long discussion about education and the failing education system in America. Yeah. And great? guess what? Whose fault is it, Brian? Parents. 100%. If your kid's dumb, that's on you. 100%. T-shirts are going to be made. You cannot expect your kids to be the best and brightest of the world and rely on teachers to do it for you. No. Got to be you got to be a part of that equation. You got to. And got don't to. blame the teachers. It's the parents and the teachers trying to make a good kid, not the parents and the kids trying to blame a bad teacher. Parent. Parents. Yeah. Cuz guess what? Back in the day, my teacher, right or wrong, called my parents and said I was screwing around. It was my fault. You can swear we're on the internet. It was my fault. It was even if it wasn't my fault. It was my fault. It says explicit next to our podcast. You can swear. It's okay. Damn it. Well, not that swear. I think I heard an f bomb on Sunny in Philadelphia the other day. Jeez, Carlin, take it easy. (laughs) Nineteen sixty-seven. George, another George. George Carlin. No, George Jones teams up with Tammy Wynette. We've heard of her. Yeah, they did shows and tours together. They were both at the peak of like their careers, and so the record companies were like, team them up. He's sad, she's happy, people will love it. Yin-yang. So George's home life uh, was not happy, though. He's, he took a little fancy to young Tammy there. <laughs> I think he's he ran through a couple women in his life. He I mean, he even from the very beginning, he was married for a year. He gets married four times. We'll get there. 1968, George divorces Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. Shirley can't be serious. Tammy Wynette is married to a songwriter and opening act for her, a guy named Don Chappell. Don Chappell. So Don. Where'd they get married at, right? Don's Chapel. In the chapel. Going to the chapel and Don's gonna get married. So they go to Don and Tammy's house. George goes over there for dinner one time, right, for supper. And uh, while Tammy was cooking, her and Don get into an argument. You know, because when you have people over, it's stressful and you want it to go well. And you're like, well, you put out the cheese. Well, I didn't know you wanted to put out the cheese right now. How are you put out the cheese when you told me to put out the cheese? I don't want to put So uh, Don calls Tammy a son of a bitch, which is why? technically wrong because you could have just called her a bitch. You didn't need the son of a in front of it. Why? Why? Why was he? He was taking he was taking the dude's side. What? No, Don, his his oh, wife. Oh, the, the husband. The husband. The goes, husband. Looks at his Not wife George. Goes, Not George. Right. No. George, upon hearing this, jumped up from his chair. Puts his hand under the table, flips it over. Oh, good table flip over is always like, fun. Like, oh my god! And pr- <laughs> then proceeds to profess his love for Tammy right there on the spot. Was she in on this? Uh, no. Like, you call her son of a bitch. I'll, I love you, Tammy. You're the best ever. <laughs> Nothing to love. Flip this table over. Ah! So they hadn't eaten yet. No. I'll wait until after dinner. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> hamburgers. I know. I need a snack. Hamburgers. 1969. <clears throat> <laughs> Tammy and George get married. Good for them kids. They're known as Mr. and Mrs. Country Music. I thought his last name was Jones. Well, yeah, but, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Country oh, Music. Oh, oh, it's a something they do. Okay, all right, I get it. I don't think there's legal documents involved. They even ended their concert with a song version of their wedding vows. That's so stupid. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great to go see Tammy Somebody like that? Flipping a table over right now. And George Jones, and you're like, hey, encore. And they're like, I promise to love you forever. I promise to not All right. flip over tables. <laughs> That's so dumb. No, love is dumb. What I thought is like, showing got- your affection for another human being is just stupid. Stop if, it, people. If just I were to sing it. a song on stage with my wife, it would be, she got the gold mine, I got the shaft. 
Split it on down the middle, but they gave her the better half. That is, uh, that's uh, uh, Smoking the Bandit guy, Jerry. Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Le- no. Yeah, Jerry. J- no, yeah, whatever. Who's the guy on Scooby-Doo? Little Mary Sunlight. Yeah. She's all right with me. Little Mary Sunlight. Everything oh. I need. If I just keep singing, the sure the to find Smokey me. Smokey and the Bandit guy, right? He was the Smokey. Jerry. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Jerry Dingleberry. Jerry. Don't think about it. I can't. It's gone. I'm stuck on Lewis now. It's not Jerry Lewis. Don't think about it. Jer- Joan. J- Jerry. L- no. All right. Let it go. <laughs> it'll come. Let it go. It'll, it'll pop. It'll just pop in your head. 1973, George is still drinking, partying, and fighting. He is a fighter, too. Oh, he got in some bar fights there. Yeah. You know, Possum like to throw down. A little bit. He had a move where uh, if you punch him, he'd fall down and play dead. And then when you went to check on him, <laughs> he'd just scratch in the face. <laughs> He'd give you Lyme's disease. <laughs> it's like from the ticks on him, not from him directly. They were like his superpower. Right. Shit, I almost had it. I was like, Jerry. You're, you're, still, uh, you're still thinking about it. Oh, oh, it's going to be in my head. I know. Uh, it got real tense between Tammy and George, though. They divorced in 1974. Eh, it wasn't that long. But they continued to work together, though, from time to time. Well, they were still making money. Yeah. Jerry Reed. Jerry Reed. <laughs> <laughs> we were never going to get Brian, by this if we didn't. Brian was just slowly flipping cards. And My brain's chugging. Jerry like, Reed. It's all up in here, baby. I've been saying it for years. It's all up in here somewhere. I'm pointing to my head. <laughs> As he chugs down an Oktoberfest beer. Yeah. Pumpkins. Marzen. Oh, I never explained. Marzen is because of what? You got to start it in March, and then by this time of year, it's ready to drink? I think so. You're the beer guy. I think that's what I heard. Yeah, you start fermenting right. in lagers in, in March. With right. all the leftover, and he, you know, he had some leftover grains because you want them to go bad. Right. But, uh, eh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. That's what we'll say the story is. She hey, do you know this? Know. What? I just read an article that when you go buy, like, pumpkin pie filling. Okay. Apparently, the <laughs> Food and Drug Administration people oh, no. play a little hard and fast with the definition of pumpkins. It's oh. not pumpkin. What is it? It's a, it's a, like, a, like a squash. Oh, okay. But the pumpkin pie filling is not a pumpkin. It's a very particular kind of squash that lends itself well to being processed and canned, giving you the consistency you want. So they make it specifically to be pumpkin pie filling. It's not a pumpkin. So, I mean, pumpkin is a gourd, is a squash, is a pumpkin, whatever. It's all the same thing. What's real? How can I know? I know, right? (laughs) But pumpkin pie taste really has nothing to do with the vegetable I'm sorry, fruit that Lord. you're using. Yeah. So you're telling me I've never really had pumpkin pie, unless you went out and cut your own pumpkin from the vine. I did not. No. I right. I mean, either. We did go to the pumpkin patch the other day, though. <laughs> um, we went to patch. three of them because, my God, one was overpriced. It's like the one on the edge of the Ann Arbor, so it's like city folk. Oh, look, a turkey. Ooh, there's a duck. And so, like, pumpkins are like thirty bucks. Uh, yeah, that they'll do that because you go to the pumpkin patch good for, an for you if you can. Yeah, good for mm-hmm. you if you can sell that to city slickers for thirty bucks. But I'm from the suburbs slash almost edge of country. I know pumpkins don't cost that much. Well, and I know they have them two for eight dollars. Monster pumpkins. You can go at to Meyer. Kroger. Buy some yeah, at Myers is. <laughs> it's a big pumpkin year, right? Those pumpkins are huge, man. So we went when our kids were young. You know, quaint, need some pictures for this new thing called Facebook. You got to say sidebar, or I won't know to include this in the sidebar episode. Oh, sidebar. Sidebar. Right. Is that going to be your your, your 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 search term? Yep. <laughs> so let the Google AI find all of our sidebars by the term sidebar. Correct. 
So anyways, uh, we go to this pumpkin patch. Patch. Um, they had cider, donuts, goats, like you said, turkeys and ducks and a hayride and all that crap. Um, you had to buy, you had to buy like tickets for all the hayrides, which is fine. You know, it's, I don't expect just to show up for free and buy a $2 pumpkin, but their pumpkins were by the pound. Yes. And yes. so you go out to the field, you can pick your own pumpkins. They had some already pre-picked or whatever, but to get the full, you know, I'm going to hunt my pumpkin. <laughs> experience of hunting down a wild pumpkin and so we get out there well i'm we're kind of walking out there we're on our way out to where you go get the pumpkins and we see a family of you know some kids some young parents Uh oh and they're weighing their pumpkins so you see it's like two dollars a pound for a pumpkin Jeez. well i have no idea what a pumpkin weighs i've never really thought about it in terms of pounds of a pumpkin yeah what's the gross weight of a pumpkin <clears throat> go i right i don't know <laughs> quick draw a tree that represents all trees Go. That's an oak tree, Brian. No, what about a palm tree, Ben, or a pine tree? Right, Christmas that, tree, Ben. Yeah, that's Those wrong. are all trees. So, anyways, tree I, I, I see the sign $2 a pound or whatever it was. I can't quickly think about how much a pumpkin might weigh, how many math. pumpkins I got to get. Yep. But I walk out and I see these <laughs> like people, five. like, weighing four pumpkins. It's coming to, like, 55 pounds. Yep. Now I can do the math. Yep. <laughs> $100. So, we let the kids all get these little tiny, tiny pumpkins. You know, they're just, like. Little softball size, maybe football size, not basketball size. No. Pumpkins. We're like, all right, check that off the list. We got a pumpkin and a pumpkin patch. Back in the van, everybody. Drove directly to Kroger. <laughs> like, yep, two for five bucks. Now, I just bought them yesterday. They're two for eight bucks. That's what we did. We went to a local farm, quote unquote, around here. I mean, I think, again, it's like a city slicker farm. They got three fields and, you know, some stuff for display to show. Hey, we got a cow and a turkey and a duck. And then that's what it was. It was like they had representative pumpkins. So if like your pumpkin was like a foot tall and so wide, it cost you. It was in the thirty dollar category. Oh and then, my you know, gosh! This is in the twenty dollar category. So like now it's subjective. <laughs> like okay. Oh, I can't afford thirty. I can afford twenty. Right. We rolled down to the other farm stand, Jenny's farm stand. I'll give them a plug down there outside Ann Arbor, and uh, eight bucks a pumpkin, and they're massive like basketball sized pumpkins are bigger they're yeah i got huge. i had i got four pumpkins for 16 dollars at kroger and they're like bigger than a basketball yep this is a good year for that. pumpkins yeah, yeah. all right everybody pumpkins pumpkins still you're drinking pumpkin beer this is going to be well into november when this comes out well, not that it matters it's evergreen content everybody yeah you can listen to this any time of year happy summer i get some flip-flops and a pina colada yeah and sit by the pumpkin on your beach sit by the on the beach by your pumpkin. Right. And to bring it back around, much like a lot of teachers in the summer, George was uh, falling apart physically and emotionally. In the summer? No. Well, you know, by the summer. So he okay. needs a break. needs a break, basically. Break, summer, break summer. time. Years of drinking and cocaine made him uh, unreliable and unpredictable. Well, he was that the whole time. But now it's uh, with the cokes. It's becoming a, more of a thing there. Uh, yeah. He'd disappear for days at a time, missing recording sessions and concerts completely, a.k.a. again, no-show Jones. Kind of like a... Jekyll and Hyde sort of thing. He's got he's got George Jones and No Show Jones. So he it was it was the drugs, drugs yeah. and the alcohol. So far, yeah. Between 1977 and 1978, Tammy's house was broken into 15 times by him. Eh, never says. Oh, what uh, they take? Uh, words like slut and pig were written on mirrors and TV screens. Just ah, he's just drunk. <laughs> that, that's awesome. October 19. 19- I mean, it's wrong. It's wrong. Oh, it's completely wrong, and it's not funny now. Because October 1978, Tammy is abducted by a masked gunman. Really? Taken into an isolated spot, beaten, strangled with her own pantyhose, 
and finally thrown from a moving car. She died? She was bruised, hysterical, and had a broken jaw, but she did not die. Holy cow, I never heard that. Nope. George denies any kind of involvement in the kidnapping. He's like, that was not me. No, I didn't do that. I'll, well, he I'll he drink said he party, didn't do it. I didn't. I, I, yeah. I did not hire that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say that. He yeah, said, right. He said, I didn't do it. Me? I had nothing personally to do with that. I did not touch her. I, I did not hit her in the face twice. I never met him before. That's a tricky word, before. Never met him before. December 1978, George owes money for uh, missing all those shows that he was paying. Like, concert promoters mm-hmm. would sue him and stuff. And then he owed Tammy $36,000 in child support. So, uh, more than a million dollars in debt. George declares bankruptcy. <laughs> I declare bankruptcy. You got you to do more than just say it, Michael. <laughs> Later that month, George got arrested for assaulting his girlfriend at the time. This guy's a real piece of work, huh? Uh, yeah. Maybe uh, uh, maybe abducted his wife, ex-wife, beat her up a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe wrote slut on her mirror and lipstick. And pig. Pig. Women really get triggered by that pig word. Call me pig. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I do, too. I that ain't the C word. Well, no, right? But again, this is cultural. So in England, it's good. Here, it's not. February 1979, it's not good. George is homeless and living out of his car, and he weighs apparently less than 100 pounds. Oh, really? Yeah, he's quite uh, sickly. December 1979, George enters Hillcrest Psychiatric Hospital in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, it can't be too bad. You still got a little stack of cards there. Uh, Yeah, no, we're good. All right, nope, yeah. We took a break, right? We're good. No, 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 no. No, no. no you're like, ways like I feel oh, like a lot wait. of times more stuff's gonna happen. This yeah. is this yeah, we have more George Jones. No, no, yeah, he hasn't, made it. He, hasn't, he hasn't made it yet. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. A lot of times there's like this peak and then the, then they fall. Oh no, George is like a slow fall and then he'll peak. So it's kind of backwards. December nineteen seventy nine, George enters the uh, psychiatric Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, he gets released in January nineteen eighty and then goes and gets Six pack of beer, first thing out of rehab. <laughs> like, you know, the one thing, guys, they don't have in rehab? Beer. Alcohol. Yeah, they don't have that there, so I needed to get some. Uh, George records his biggest hit. He stopped loving her today. Yes! Nailed it, buddy. I love it when you do that. He plays the read the bone. His first number one hit in five years, five years, five years, five years, five years. It receives three Country Music Association Awards and one Grammy and was named CMA's Vocalist of the Year, George Jones. He's died. Yeah, that was a, ah, that's a sad song. It's so sad, but that was kind of his M.O., man. Yeah. That's what he did was put out the sad, depressing sort of melodic A lot of them did then, though, too. There's a lot of that then. I mean, it's celebrated today. It's fine. It's great. Well, here's the thing, right? I just told you you got all those country awards and I all like that Jerry stuff. I like Jerry Reed songs. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Little Mary Sunlight, she's all right with me. Little Mary, the dog and that kid are going to find me at some point. Little Mary Sunlight. I'll just sing into this vent. She's everything I need. I don't want to mess around. Yeah. Most of Brian's uh, historic music <laughs> knowledge comes from old Scooby-Doo old episodes. Scooby-Doo episodes. They used to scare me. That was scary. I was afraid of realtor to real estate developers for years. Dude, they're not on any of the Netflix, Hulu, anything. That's because it has to do with witchcraft, and the current administration will not tolerate that. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have witchcraft in here. 
It should be on Netflix. I want to watch all the old Scooby-Doo's. I feel like there's a Hanna-Barbera website you can go to that you can stream free Hanna-Barbera cartoons, which I think is Scooby-Doo, right? Oh, I'll check that out for shizzles. Yeah. Cause now, how many times did they remake Scooby-Doo, right? Oh, there's been so many versions <laughs> of them. <laughs> that Scooby-Doo, uh, they had... What do you think Josie Marvel the, came out with that idea? Josie and the Pussycats. They had the one Speed Buggy. Oh, no, I thought you were just talking about Scooby-Doo. Like, there was the original, like, Scooby-Doo... And then there was a Scooby-Doo's ahead with the celebrities that came on. Then oh, there was the no. pup named Scooby-Doo. No, yes, yeah, And then there was, Doo. like, the newest Scooby-Doo's where they're all kids, like the Muppet Babies, but Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Babies. Yeah, and then there were movies. Scooby-Doo-Bee-Bop. No, man, I was talking about how many times they redid the concept of a bunch of hippie kids driving around solving mysteries with a weird third party wasn't there even like, one with a shark yeah there was i was like something jaw jabber jaw jabber jaw big shark <laughs> <laughs> that he's curly from the three stooges yeah <laughs> yeah i watched all those and man. then speed buggy was speed a buggy. stuttering buggy who was a talking car wasn't there a captain caveman <laughs> captain caveman and he was just like a hairball traveled around with a bunch of hot chicks and they played in the band yeah. Then there was Josie and the Pussycats, which I is like a bunch one. of hot chick bands who drove around and solved mysteries. So I don't like that one. And again, it always comes down to crooked real estate developers. Always. I would have gotten away with it, too, and made a big profit selling this land if it wasn't for you kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Crooked real estate always. developers. Well, didn't go so well for George either in dealing with other people. He gets hospitalized two more times. Two more times, George said, quote, the world will see a big difference in me. I swear. I swear. <laughs> this time it's going to take. Uh, a few mean, weeks later, mean it this time. George is arrested in Franklin, Tennessee. For drinking and driving. And yeah. drugs. Drinking and drugs. Uh, May 26, 1982. George is driving his 1982, apparently brand new, Cadillac on I-65 outside of Brentwood. Uh, George is weaving all over the roads. They pull him over, find a half bottle of whiskey. And a homemade license plate out of cardboard that said Possum 3. He made a fake license plate. Yep. Can't drive a car without a license plate. Brilliant. (laughs) And he personalized it. Yep. He customized his. (laughs) Now, uh, here's one that happens. There's a cameraman at the scene, and George didn't really need the publicity. So, uh... As it is, it's better to hoof than the one being hoofed. So he hoofs cameraman right in the pills. <laughs> he take his camera? Uh, no, but uh, the <laughs> guy, that, the, the did that get the video? Did that get to make the news? Is it on? There's uh, a, there's TMZ? a picture. There's a picture that you can see that starts out at George Jones, and then just all of a sudden, ah, it's just his head. So oh, a a, a, a photograph, not yeah, a not a video camera. 1982, dude. They had video cameras. Yeah, but then there had have been three dudes to carry it, and then the thing for the tape, and then the signal, and the, no, yeah, it's just ten a minutes worth of battery life on it. <laughs> right. All right. So uh, yeah, he hoops his cameraman right, and uh, George posts five hundred dollars bond, and off he went. All right. Once again, got some more beer. Better to be. The one hoofing than the one being hoofed. George and his girlfriend, Nancy Sepulveda, were driving out on I-55. Where was she from, did it say? Jackson, Mississippi. Was her dad the one that made that dam out in California? I see. Sepulveda stuck in my head, too, and I didn't have time to dig into There's it There's Sepulveda either. Dam. I feel like that's a thing. I think it's a thing. I think it's a thing. All right, maybe some of our listeners could do a little, uh, where, where'd that guy go that was supposed to fact check all of our stuff? Githron. Githron. Yeah. Get he, on it, he Githron. Only liked, he only liked the British rockers and stuff. 
So come on, mate. That's British, right? Be a good cunt. All right. Yeah, throw on. You're on this. Yeah. Thanks. Uh. George and Nancy are out driving on I-55 south of Jackson, Mississippi. They get clocked going over 91 miles an hour. Highway Patrol pulls them over, notices white powder on the floor mats. They call out the canine unit. Uh, the dog hits on a substance on the floor mats. Police said, quote, it was a very small amount, but it will be prosecuted as a felony. Nancy was charged with speeding. George also got a public drunkenness charge along with the felony and coke possession. Okay, so uh, it's probably cocaine. The next day, George was hospitalized again in Birmingham, Alabama Jeez. for drug and alcohol abuse. He was just going after it. Yeah, get after it, eh? If you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. March 1983, George marries uh, his third wife, Nancy Sepulveda. Sepulvedo. Sepulvedo. So now him and Nancy are married, basically. Sounds hot. Nancy didn't drink or do drugs. So that was a good thing about Nancy, right? George credits her with saving his life. Um, mostly sober for the rest of the 80s because of him and Nancy, like, right? George had some... Uh, Leave it to the woman to ruin his fun. <laughs> George had some more hits. Uh, same old me, Tennessee Whiskey. That's a good one. And I always get lucky with you. Is Tennessee Whiskey the one that the dude sings now made it famous again? Um, they I feel like that. Harry dude and... I think uh, Toby Keith. No, no. Um, and then Garth Brooks. No, no. None of the ones you. It's a newer guy. People are screaming at their iPhones. Chad right Ch Ch Adkins. No, no. Damn it. But um, I read so many names when it comes to. But George I think Jones. that that uh, that that kid from the Jimmy Fallon show sang it with him too. Oh God. Justin Timberlake. Okay. I think he sang Ten Tennessee Whiskey. It's I, I wonder if that's the George There's, Jones song. I don't th know. It is. There's a lot of people who credit George Jones as being an inspiration and like, oh, my God, he's so good at this, X, Y, and Z. Um, well, you got to call back to your uh, roots and your homies back in the day, even if you never heard a George Jones song. No, but, I mean, they really did, though. I mean, he's got that. He People liked him, even though he kept fucking up, because he was relatable. He's like, oh, George Jones is like me. He like, keeps making mistakes, but he keeps trying. Keeps beating his wife and <laughs> doing tons of drugs and driving drunk. <laughs> he's the same as I am. He's my, my man. These are my people. <laughs> this is what I do. This is, I can totally relate to sports. possibly kidnapped or had somebody hired to kidnap his wife and may or may not tried to kill her. Abducted his wife. Threw out a car. Tossed her out of moving vehicle. I get that. I get that. I can relate to this story. Oh. Luckily, spirits. he had Nancy, though. Nancy had a positive impact on George. She managed his career. She cleaned up all his finances, so all that uh, taxes and like missing oh, She sounds like, like a bitch. She, she kept him away from the drug dealers. Stick in uh, the mud. Yeah, well, you know drug dealers. They uh, they didn't like that, so they kidnapped Nancy's daughter in retaliation. <laughs> hey, we're going out of business without George here, Nan. I'm not laughing at the kidnapping, but I could just see that. Like, excuse me, um, you realize he supports a lot of people in this industry. <laughs> You're taking away a whole business arm you've, from, from our venture. You've shut down an entire industry. My kids need shoes, Nancy. <laughs> You're going to tell my kids they can't have shoes? Just look at them, Nancy. Tell them they can't have shoes. George quits the cocaine, but the drinking... Not even a drug. I mean, he just like quitting cocaine was easy for him. He said, but the drinking it was deep inside of his need. Yeah, bucket. I've heard that cocaine's not nearly as addictive as alcohol. Uh, apparently, sugar's more addictive than cocaine, which 
I get that. Listen to this podcast is addictive, Brian. It is. It's like sugar for the ears. It's sweet, sweet ear candy. <laughs> some nice, some uh, nose clams. If we do a good enough job, get you an eargasm. Okay. <laughs> I took it too far. All right. That was out. Fall 1983, George goes on a drunken rampage in Birmingham, Alabama. Ends up in a straitjacket at Hillcrest Psychiatric Hospital again. He's been there before. Well, they know him. They're like, oh, give him number four coat. March 1984. Jeez, Doc. George <laughs> plays his first sober show in a long while. Probably sucked. George was super nervous, but his singing was flawless. So he could do well. Yep. that's sober. what. I, there was a critic there, and he's like, he looked nervous as hell, flop sweat, but nailed every single note, dude. Just crushed it. All right, good for George. So he started going back to playing uh, the no-show Jones shows that he no-showed for free. So he's like, hey, if I missed you the first time, then uh, I owe you a show, and I'm here to pay that debt. No way. Really? Yep. All right, good for George. He's got this uh, remorse and redemption quality that I think is, I mean, don't beat your wife, but, uh, you know, yeah. try and make it up. Do what you can, I guess. <laughs> Such bad advice. Again, not laughing at spousal abuse. So what do you do? Go over to Tammy's house and clean her mirrors off? Like, <laughs> right. sorry, I brought my Windex and a little rag here. I was never here. 15 times writing bitch and <laughs> pig on your mirrors. 1990, George releases his last studio album, You Ought to Be Here With Me, with the single Hell Stays Open All Night Long. That's the name of a song? Yeah. Okay. It was not well received. No, I don't think I've heard of that one. Yeah. 1992, George is inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame by Randy Travis. Where is that at? Do you know? Is it Nashville, maybe? I feel like it's in Nashville. I would, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't pick the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to be in Cleveland. That's true. I mean, I know it is, but whatever. That's pretty sure Nashville, though, on that one. I think it's somewhere around the Opry in the Ryman Auditorium. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Fuck. 1998. <coughs> Sorry, Michelle. Uh, George got his own show on the Nashville Network. The George Jones Show. TNN. He, correct. He hosted <coughs> and interviewed country stars of the day. Like, sitting here with me is and that Brooks. And he's already been done. He's done singing. Pretty well, I mean, he's done album, albuming. Albuming. Yeah, yeah. The last studio Recording. album is done. Yeah. But he still performs, you know, around. So, uh, March 1999, George gets into a one-car accident near Tennessee. <laughs> a one-car accident. That's exactly what it said, too. Like, a bunch of articles. is like, George was involved in a one-car or solo accident. Like, what? <clears throat> uh, he lost control of his car and hit a bridge overpass. While drinking. Of course. I can't do this anymore, man. My head's about to explode. My whole life sucks. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. My dad just died. We just killed Bambi. I'm out here getting my ass kicked, and every time I drive down the road, I want to jerk the wheel into a goddamn bridge impuntment. <laughs> I want to watch that movie now. I'm going to have to get that. The kids are going to. I'm making my kids watch all <laughs> all the to. old movies. You have to. We watched Rambo the other day. That's where half the references come from. Oh, my kids got it. I made them watch The Holy Grail. I made my one boy watch Rambo. <laughs> it's merely a flesh wound. Me. George suffers a collapsed lung or ruptured liver. That's probably not due to the accident, though. <laughs> probably from the drinking. <laughs> that was pre-ruptured. 
what little bit of his liver still worked. 2002, he receives the National Medal for the Arts. 2012, he gets the greatest honor, a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. Huh. April 26, 2013, George Jones dies at Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville, Tennessee. 2013. Yeah, with mm. irregular blood pressure, and he had a fever like the whole week. Early How old was he? To it. I, I don't know. He was born in the 30s. He's like, what year was that? Oh, God. 70. Hold on. Like 85, 86? 2013, 1931, so 70, 13, 14, 81. Okay. 81-year-olds, George Jones dies. All the drugs and alcohol? Pretty darn good. Well, let's recap. George <laughs> recorded over 900 songs. Uh, he charted more than any other musical artist, almost all of them on the country charts, at 150 songs including 13 number one hits. George sang duets with about 54 different of the biggest names in country, like Randy Travis, Loretta Lynn, Hank Williams Jr., Buck Owens, Jerry Lee Lewis, Dolly Parton, Ricky Skaggs, Marty Stewart, Charlie Daniels, B.B. King, Keith Richards, Alan Jackson, Waylon Willie, and Johnny Cash, and more. Wow. Yeah. He was the king of duets. And a quote from George Jones himself, quote, I don't see the point of this if there's no plan to sell the land. Why even do this? <laughs> That's his quote. George Jones, everybody. All right, George Ooh. Jones. You know, I this has happened more than once with our subjects. You really want, like you said, he had a redeeming, redemption quality to him. That yeah, remorseful is what I like to see in this stuff. Like but if you I'm, feel bad about it and try to make amends, then... Am I, am I a dick because... Yes. I can't yes, forgive are. him for some of the things. I'm now like anti George. You beat your you can't book. beat your wife. I mean that's yeah, the way. It, right? I I'll ruin music that. for everybody. I'll I mean, wreck if, it. If you want to get maybe it's maybe that's as bad as getting drunk and driving as he did, which I don't find as terrible as beating your wife. No, but beating you your can, wife is worse. You can kill people like that. I mean, yeah, but beating your wife is worse. Yes. Yes, I, mean, I agree. All right. But drinking and driving is pretty bad, too. I guess. But at a certain point, if you're famous enough, you don't need to drink and drive. Oh, especially I mean? if your wife's taking all your keys away. Well, well, hide the lawnmower keys, ladies. Let's just learn that. I hate the lawn. No, actually, I like I, I mow the lawn. All I time. like mowing my lawn. I need new tires for my lawn. I'm a big Hank Hill fan. I just need someone to come go through my whole mower because it's got a hydrostatic clutch I don't know how to deal with. No, so you got George Jones. He's doing his George thing. Jones. He did it forever. He lived quite a long life. I didn't know he was that old. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're getting to the end. I'm thinking, holy shit, he's deep into the teens here. This one goes out to a guy. This was We did George Jones <laughs> because it was a request from a bunch of people, but mainly this dude, Whoa Nelly, uh, at Crackhead on, on Twitter. Crackhead. <laughs> well, it's just spelled differently. C-R-A-K-R. Crackerhead. Crackerhead. Yeah, but he's like, hey, man, listen to David Allen Co. podcast. Why not one on George Jones? And it's like, hey, man, do it on George Jones. I'm like, hey, man. There you go. Thank George you. Jones. What was his name? Willie Nugget? Uh, Will, Willie. Willie. Whoa, Nelly. Whoa, Nelly, Willie. Whoa, Nelly. There's no there's no Willie in there. No, no yeah. Just Whoa, Nelly. So, yeah. Well, thank Woe you Nelly. to That's Whoa, Nelly. You. Yeah. And, and if, if you guys have suggestions you want us to do a particular person, we will. Oh, we'll look into it. Well, I always look into him, right? Oh, we got to have a little crime. I and mean, we, we've... We stretched the definition <laughs> of crime a little bit on a few of them. Crimes were committed in every episode <laughs> we've put out. So that's yes. the qualification. All right. But because we uh, said who told us to do the episode, we're going to 
we're going to sort of head our way out of here this week. Hit us up on all the social medias at Crime and Music on Twitter, Crime and Music on Facebook, and Instagram, www.crimemusic.com. Can't they just make one thing that's all the same? It is, actually. It's uh, wolf.com. No, it's like wave with two Vs, W-A-V-V-E dot link slash crime and music will get you every single possible platform of crime and music imaginable. Boy, that sounds like a Christmas present right there. <laughs> Box it up, baby. Hey, we're right around that time. Start early, folks. Yeah, get there. I'll get, do we have a P.O. box that people can send us presents? No, we should work on that, though. All right, right after I get that. Uh, homework. Yeah, homework. All right, guys, go do your homework, which is to tell somebody in Wyoming or Vermont to listen to crime and music. Other than that, have a wonderful day. And like the song says, <gasps> never trust a big butt and a smile. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.